You would think that foreign news organisations would know better by now. Running battles taking place down the boulevards of the French capital. Well, it's happening again, and this time on May Day. In France, every day is May Day. If next year's Paris Olympics really want to reflect something of the city and the country in which they are being held, they will include flinging cafe furniture at the gendarmes as a demonstration track and field discipline. Uh, in the latest figures are saying that in Paris alone, 119,000 protesters took to the streets. And this is a much higher figure than what we've seen in the previous protests. France's National Day, indeed, Bastille Day, July 14th, commemorates a riot. For any visitor to its capital, getting tear-gassed by the CRS is as fundamental a Parisian experience as trying to see the Mona Lisa through all the people taking pictures of it. For the locals, civil disobedience is what weather is to the British, a subject of idle, amiable discussions which end in agreement that it is what it is and there's not much to be done about it. It takes, in short, something pretty special to rattle France's rulers. And even Louis XVI noted the original Bastille Day with the terse diary entry, Rien. The events of this month 55 years ago not only rattled France's mightiest modern ruler, but nearly forced him out of a job. And for a brief and deeply weird interregnum which ended on this day 55 years ago, did force him out of the country. For a few weeks cresting in May 1968, the fate of the Fifth Republic hung by a fraying thread. General de Gaulle says yes. Yes to reform, but no to fouling the bed. An expressive, girl-wise way of putting it. But the bed is fouled already. Following the students' revolt, France has erupted in a violent attack on de Gaulle's regime. President Charles de Gaulle did not frighten easily. During World War I, de Gaulle was wounded several times, shot, bayoneted, struck by shrapnel, gassed, and received the Croix de Guerre for his gallantry. After being captured by German troops amid the hideous cauldron of Verdun, he punctuated his 32 months as a prisoner of war with a series of escape attempts. In the early months of World War II, he commanded a tank division. After France collapsed, he led its government in exile. He founded France's Fifth Republic in 1958 after forcing his way to power amid the turbulence occasioned by an attempted coup d'etat by disgruntled French officers stationed in Algeria. De Gaulle knew his people too well to expect much in the way of gratitude. He is the man once credited with rhetorically asking how anyone could be expected to govern a country which has 246 kinds of cheese. In May 1968, two combustible elements of French society, angry students, angry workers, combined to demonstrate the impossibility of de Gaulle's job. On May 29th, de Gaulle bolted. Some witnesses suggest that he hoped to forestall an assault on the LSA palace and believed it would not be attacked if it was empty, but de Gaulle surely knew his French history better than that. When the Bastille was stormed by a revolutionary rabble, its only inmates were four forgers, two lunatics, and a drunk syphilitic aristocratic idiot who'd been locked up at the request of his own father. But for a few crucial hours, nobody knew where President de Gaulle was. The government seemed to have fallen. The protesters thought they'd won. 
De Gaulle was, it later emerged, not fleeing into exile, but consulting with General Jacques Massou, commander of French forces stationed in West Germany, apparently seeking assurance that he had the military on side if he needed them. Sinews stiffened, de Gaulle returned to France. On May 30th, he addressed the nation. As the holder of the legitimacy of the nation and of the republic, I have over the past 24 hours considered every eventuality, without exception which would permit me to maintain that legitimacy. I have made my resolutions. In the present circumstances, I will not step down. I have a mandate from the people and I will fulfil it. De Gaulle concluded by harumphing that the people will come to their senses, and by his estimations, they did. Huge demonstrations turned out to support the president. A parliamentary election in June 1968 was a thumping win for de Gaulle's UDR party, the Union for the Defence of the Republic. De Gaulle was not the last French president to have bet his position on France's non-cobblestone-hurling majority. He may also have proceeded on the assumption that while the protesters of May 1968 were very clear on what they were against, i.e. everything more or less, they were rather less coherent on what they were actually for. It is the dynamic which tends to defeat populist tantrums eventually. In March 1968, the cause of May 1968, and many such eruptions since, was diagnosed in advance by Pierre Vincent Pont, political columnist with Le Monde. France, he wrote, is bored. For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Muller.